Chapter Thirteen of Tom Swift and His Electric Runabout. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Weiss. Tom Swift and His Electric Runabout by Victor Appleton. Chapter Thirteen, Towed by a Mule. Bless my gizzard! Is it anything serious? asked Mr. Damon. Will it blow up or anything like that? No, replied the lad as he leaped out of the car and began to make an examination. Mr. Sharp assisted him. The motor seems to be all right, remarked the balloonist as he inspected it. Yes, agreed our hero and the batteries have plenty of power left in them yet. The gauge shows that. I can't understand what the trouble can be, unless—he paused in his remark and uttered an exclamation. I've found it, he cried. What? demanded the aeronaut. Some of the fuses blew out. I turned on too much current, and the fuses wouldn't carry it. I put them in to save the motor from being burned out, but I didn't use heavy enough ones. I see where my mistake was. But what does it mean? inquired Mr. Damon. It means that we've got to walk back home, was Tom's sorrowful answer. The car is stalled, for I haven't any extra fuses with me. Can't you connect up the battery by using some extra wire? asked Mr. Sharp. I have some, and he drew a coil of it from his pocket. I wouldn't dare to. It might be so heavy that it would carry more current than the motor could stand. I don't want to burn that out. No, I guess we'll have to walk home, or rather, I will. You two can stay here until I come back with heavier fuses. I'm sorry. Tom had hardly ceased speaking when from around the turn in the road proceeded a voice, and at the sound of it all three started, for the voice was saying, now it ain't no use for you to act that away, Boomerang. You all ain't got no call to get contrary now, just when I wants to get home to my dinner. I should think you'd want to get to these stable, too, but if you ain't almighty careful, I'll cut down your rations. That's what I's going to do. G'long now, that's a good feller. Ho, ho, I know dat fetch you all. When you all wiggles your ears that away, that's a sure sign you is all gwine to move. Then followed the sound of a rattle-trap of a wagon approaching. "'Eradicate! It's Eradicate!' exclaimed Tom. "'And his mule boomerang!' added Mr. Sharp. "'He's just in time!' commented Mr. Damon with a sigh of relief, as the ancient outfit in charge of the aged colored man came along. Eradicate had been sent to Shopton to get a load of wood for Mr. Swift, and was now returning. At the sight of the stalled auto, the mule pricked up his long ears and threw them forward. "'Whoa, dare now, Boomerang!' cried Eradicate. "'Don't you all commence to gettin' skittish. That machine ain't gwine to hurt you. Why, good land of massy! If tain't Mr. Swift!' cried the colored man as he caught sight of Tom. "'What's the trouble?' he asked. "'Broke down,' answered the young inventor briefly. "'You always seem to come along when I'm in trouble, Rad.' "'That's right!' assented the darky with a grin. Me and Troll am old acquaintances. Sometimes she hits me a clip on de head, then again Boomerang, my mule, gets it. 
He just had his trouble, got a stone under his shoe, and didn't want to move. Then when I did get him started, he balked on me. But I's all right now. But I shall sure am sorry for you. Can I help you at all, Mr. Swift? Yes, you can, Rad, answered Tom. Drive home as fast as you can, and ask Dad to send back with you some of those fuses he'll find on my workbench. He knows what I want. Hurry there and hurry back. Eradicate shook his head doubtfully. What's the matter? Don't you want to go? asked Mr. Sharp, a trifle nettled. We can't get the car started until we have some new fuses. Oh, I wants to go all right enough, Mr. Sharp, was Eradicate's prompt answer. You all knows I'd do anything to blige you, or Mr. Swift, but hit's dish year mule, boomerang. I just done promised him that we were gwine home to dinner, and he specs a manger full of oats. If I got to go to Mr. Swift's house with him, I couldn't no more get him to come back without his dinner than you all can get that air car to move without them fusins things y'all talked about. Bless my necktie, exclaimed Mr. Damon. That's all nonsense. You don't suppose that mule understands what you say to him, do you? How does he know you promised him his dinner? I don't know how he know, Mr. Damon, replied Eradicate, but he do know, just the same. I know it would be like pulling teeth, and was, too, to get Boomerang start back with them foostings until after he's had his dinner. Wouldn't it, Boomerang? The mule waved his long ears, as if in answer. Bless my soul! I believe he does understand, cried Mr. Damon. Of course he do, put in the colored man. I's awful sorry. Now, if it were afternoon, I could bring back dem what do you call ems in a jiffy, cause Boomerang allers feels good arter he has his dinner. But before that, an eradicate shook his head, as if there was no more to be said on the subject. Well, remarked Tom sadly, I guess there's no help for it. We'll have to walk home, unless you too want to wait until I can ride back with Eradicate and come back on my motorcycle. Then I'll have to leave the cycle here, for I can't get it in the car. Bless my collar button, cried Mr. Damon. It's like the puzzle of the fox, the goose, and the bag of corn on the banks of a stream. I guess we'd better all walk. Hold on, exclaimed Mr. Sharp. Is your mule good and strong, Eradicate? Strong? Why, dish he a mule could pull a house over, that is, when he's got a mind to. And he'd do most anything now, cause he's anxious to get home to his dinner, ain't you all, Boomerang? Once more the mule waved his ears, like signal flags. Then I have a proposition to make, went on the balloonist. Unhitch the mule from the load of wood, and hitch him to the auto. We've got some rope along, I noticed, then the mule can pull us and the runabout home. "'Good idea!' cried Mr. Damon. "'That's the racket!' ejaculated Eradicate. "'I'll just sequesterate this year load of wood side ob de road and hitch boomerang to de auto.' Tom said nothing for a few seconds. He gazed sadly at his auto, which he hoped would win the touring club's prize. It was a bitter pill for him to swallow. "'Toad by a mule!' he exclaimed, shaking his head and smiling ruefully. The fastest car in this country, towed by a mule. It's tough luck. "'Tain't half so bad as going without your dinner, Mr. Swift,' remarked Eradicate, 
as he began to harness the mule to the electric runabout. Boomerang made no objection to the transfer. He looked around once or twice as he was being made fast to the auto, and, when the word was given, he stepped out as if pulling home stalled cars was his regular business. Tom sat beside Eradicate on the front seat and steered, while the colored man drove the mule, and Mr. Sharp and Mr. Damon were in the tonneau seats, as Tom called them. "'I hope no one sees us,' thought Tom, but he was doomed to disappointment. When nearly home he heard an auto approaching, and in it were Andy Foger, Sam Snedecker, and Pete Bailey. The three cronies stared at the odd sight of Boomerang ambling along with his great ears flapping, drawing Tom's speedy new car. Ha <laughs> ha! laughed Andy. So that's the motive power he's going to use. Look at him, fellows. I thought his new electric that was going to beat my car and win the prize was to be two hundred horsepower. Instead, it's one mule power. That's rich! And Andy's chums joined in the laugh at poor Tom. The young inventor said nothing, for there was nothing he could say. In dignified silence he passed the car containing his enemies, they, meanwhile, jeering at him. "'That's all right,' spoke Eradicate, sympathizing with his young employer. "'Maybe Dale want to tow their cell some day, and when day does I'll make Boomerang pull M in a ditch.' But this was small comfort to Tom. He made up his mind, though, that he would demonstrate that his car could do all that he had claimed for it, and that very soon. End of chapter 13 Recording by Tom Weiss